0: I hate to go all technical on you, but all hands on deck, swirly thing alert. Attention.
1: Listen, you motherfuckers. Buckle up, pedal heads. You're experiencing the Lotus Effect with Phoenix and Phone Boy. Are you fucking high?
2: Yes, I am. Asshole face man.
3: You are my podcast, my only podcast. So if you fucking take my podcast away, I'm going to shove my foot so far up
0: your ass. Oh, my God. It's very creepy just a little weird maybe it'll catch on who knows
1: it is out of sheer morbid curiosity i'm allowing this freak show to continue
0: how do you fix that though take a big step back and literally suck my dick do i have your attention
3: send your dick pics
0: <laughs> i got a whole folder full of dick pics okay are you interested i know you are because it's fuck or walk you're shitting me have you made your decision for christ i
3: tell you the truth I don't give a shit. I would
2: not say such things if I were you.
0: Who the fuck are you?
2: Phone Boy and Phoenix. I don't know Phone Boy. Those two are are pretty
1: interesting to listen to.
2: Oh, they're horrible. They're fucking nuts! But they don't know
1: shit about fuck, clearly. You
2: just can't trust them. I
1: don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Bullshit!
0: Now with twice the whores.
1: The
3: offensive has begun! That's right. The offensive has begun. It's episode 118. Here comes Plaid. The Lotus Effect coming at you. Hotter than 40 nuns fucking in the convent. Welcome to New Year's Eve, motherfuckers. And the show that's made up with the content doesn't matter. And I'm Phoenix. Let me start this off by clearly stating that I'm better than everyone.
0: Yeah, you are. Um, And um, I'm phone boy. So we finally (laughs) met the man whose shit doesn't stink. Yeah.
3: That's right, and for a whole year, we've known your shit doesn't stink, sir, and we've also known that this is a freaky show, so we should get on with it.
0: Yeah, wow, this is, this is really going to be freaky here.
3: What is this, a freakout? This is kind of strange. This is terrific. <laughs> I think I'm going to be
1: sick. <sighs> Not a speck of light is showing, so the danger must be growing. Are the fires of hell a-glowing? Is the
2: grizzly reaper mowing? Yes. The danger must be growing for the rowers keep on rowing. And they're certainly
3: not showing
2: any signs that they are slowing.
0: We're there. I just had an orgasm.
3: Well, apparently that's how the Lotus affects Sir Bemrose, is he has an orgasm. But however or wherever it affects you, thank you for your courage and for propagating the model of the podfather himself. And if you're new to the No Agenda family, well, welcome, and here's how it works.
0: Benjamins and Boostergrams.
3: We are a value for value podcast, which means whatever value you get from the shenanigans and shit you hear come out of our mouths, give it back to us in either your time, your talent or your treasure and some ways that you can do that. You can go to lotus effect.show and click on the green we like money button. Send us some of that gold press latinum, those fiat fun coupons. If your money offends you, we are a charitable organization. We will gladly take it off of your hands. You can also play along in Studio 33 right Share Radio or any other time you want to boost us, you can do so using one of those new podcasting 2.0 apps. And if you don't have one, then take off all your clothes in a warm environment because it's colder than a welder's ass today and go to NudePodcastApps.com or if you're shy and you want to stay warm, go to newpodcastapps.com Get one of those apps that'll let you splash the walls of the Lotus Effect with Satoshis. We love it.
0: And, uh, and we have some uh, we have some boostergrams to read. In fact, some even just came in, like right right as we, uh, right, uh, right as we were starting here. So, okay, so we've got uh, so from from, uh, from last night since we did a show on Saturday, there isn't a whole lot of uh, uh, there isn't a whole lot of boostergrams. But we have uh, yeah, so- we're
3: having a three-peat this week. Yeah, exactly. right radio, our normal show, and live after the big show. No,
0: there you go. So we have a uh, bully steed uh, coming in with thirty three thirty three sats saying delivering drugs with Iggy Pop. I don't know what that was. So we played some other Iggy Pop thing. This is a- we
3: played Iggy though she was happy
0: yes uh so uh net ned says i'm easy and and gave us ten thousand sats i think when i think i need the oh you the executive producer clip if i can actually yes you do yeah because uh and we know that
3: you're easy net ned you're a dlr fan
0: (laughs) jesus christ okay and then we got then we got uh, we got a couple of booster grams from sergio stars he says uh uh with 333 sats entertaining and educational great show and then he uh then he also comes in with 420 which is the appropriate amount uh funny intro yes well we, we, we are a funny intro here uh funny pair, um, but... Uh,
3: We're something as has been proclaimed by the Podfather. That's... He even says it in our opening. Those, those two are interesting to listen to, and that is the truth. If you've never experienced the Lotus Effect, well, strap in, because with it being New Year's Eve, we are loaded and ready to party. Yeah, we get. No, I won't
2: say that I um understand everything, but it was certainly uh, different, and Oh, uh, yes. Well, well worth a dollar.
3: That's right. It's always well worth a dollar or more if that's what you value it at. So if you want to be part of this Boostergram party, go get yourself a new podcast app that lets you splash the walls with Satoshis. And other ways that you can uh, contribute is you can give us some feedback. I got mail. Yay! And the ways you can do that is you can send us a message on No Agenda Social. He is at phoneboy. At No Agenda Social and I am at Phoenix. At no agenda social with a whole lot of stuff after the P H E O N I X because we all know I have a really long name, kind of goes along with my really long red hair. So if you want to, also you can send us an email, phoneboy at dot show, phoenix at dot show. You can send us some snail mail if you want the address. You can hit us up in the back channel. We have plenty of pedal heads that send us physical media, whether it be physical money. They have sent checks like Vox has done this year. You can also send us gifts. We expect that value for value. If you care to share your your stash, because you know what we say around here, don't do drugs without me. And another way you can also contribute, you can call 253-237-3321 and weigh in on our refire topic, which as of the next show, we will be rebranding that. So You can weigh in and let us know, what's your New Year's resolution? Do you even have one? Do you believe in them? But call 253-237-3321 and tell us about it. One ringy-dingy. Two ringy-dingy.
2: Dell Computers, this is Chip.
3: Now, Ernestine and Chip are not standing by, but Google Translate is, and it will mangle your voicemail transcription and you can end up like a show title it's happened so many times it will continue to happen. You can also sound off on any other refire topic that we've had from a past show. Just call 253-237-3321 and uh, weigh in on anything you want. Or as of the new year, you can call 253-237-3321 and just have yourself a good old-fashioned rant. If something's sticking in your craw, if something's pissing you off, Two five three two three seven three three two one. Tell us about it.
0: Yeah, it's the uh, yeah, Andy Rooney, Duncan Hines. Yeah, we'll talk about yeah. Anyway,
3: <laughs> we're going to talk about it <laughs>
0: all. Yes, exactly. So anyway, but uh, now that you know how this show goes, so
2: just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide, and say, "Give it to me straight, doctor. I can
3: take it."
0: Yeah, just but just remember, uh, just remember one thing, y'all. We don't want your shit. Please, please, don't, please don't send us this your shit.
3: shit. That's right. Be respectful when you give us the feedback, whether it's positive or negative. We just will not put up with any racial bullshit. We won't put up with any anti-Israel talk. We get real
0: pissed around here when you start that Oh, okay, okay. I got it. I, we just uh, we just got a hundred dollar donation from Baron Walkman. Whoa, Baron Walkman! Seriously, thank you so now that, much. Now that dude is the fucking executive producer. I got it. I've actually got to find the clip. If you can, yeah, uh, that
3: that needs to be clipped. Cause oh my goodness. Baron Walkman, we are humbled and so appreciative at this generous donation. Yes, I get, I've i got to... Oh, I'm Oh, so, he is now a duke. He's oh. now a duke. Oh, okay. We, well, we
0: do not want to du- miss yes. peerage. No, we do not want to... No, no. The duke himself. Yeah, the, the, uh, duke yeah. Rapping Walkman. The, Rapping the duke, I mean... That's
3: uh, right. Yeah, this Absolutely, is, it... and thank you so much. We will definitely find a way to put that towards the merchandising. I've been on phone boys. Uh, but I gotta play the clip now. Got yes, oh,
0: you're the executive producer. Yeah, I've actually... That's right, said, you are to, the executive
3: producer, and we appreciate you so much. And you can get in on this, folks, if you want to donate, if you want to send us a Boostagram, because we are keeping an eye on it in Telegram, even though Boostbot is having a uh, existential crisis currently. And
0: uh, with that, we are going to get uh, on yeah so i want to i want to mention something before we get started here we'll so do it. yeah so um so we're do, so um we're we're actually going to tackle a topic in the second half of the show uh we are uh, we we are going to we are going to we're going we're gonna to address the ai dilemmas it seems to and and uh, so we're we're doing kind of an we're we're doing a few other stories in our in our normal flow of things but we're we're kind of the thing, the, the order of things is a little different this time because we are uh, yeah we we we're we're, we're we're certainly we're taking a different uh, approach on a topic here so um But anyway, I think uh, I think we are going to get started. And so we start with the with the health segment, which is brought to you by Pfizer.
3: It is definitely not brought to you by Pfizer. Fuck Pfizer. I've said it all year. I'll continue to say it. Fuck big pharma.
1: Americans have a lot
2: of trouble dealing with reality. Americans have trouble facing the truth.
0: Yeah, well, I think we've all we've all uh, we, we, we've all we've all suffered with the lockdowns. I was a, uh, I, yeah, I, 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 yeah. The, the last two years of my marriage involved uh, being locked down during COVID. Yeah, in, in, a, in a blue state, so uh, yeah, that made that made the whole thing a whole lot worse. And uh, you know, we we have uh, you know we we had people uh, two years ago. Reports started appearing that compared the effects of lockdowns with post traumatic stress disorder. Uh, I love that. Yeah, I love that. I, I almost wanted to play the Carlin shell shock, which we ended up doing. We this other. we
3: talked. About playing the shell shocked, And I thought that the Carlin clip talking about how people just can't face the truth was a lot more appropriate with this particular article.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so as it turns out, one of the symptoms of PTSD is forgetting what happened. It's an evolved trait that helps the human mind cope with terrible things. Our, our brains are good at blocking it out. Yeah. I mean, I can trust me stuff that I've, uh, yeah. One word disassociation. Yeah. I've been uncovering stuff as I, uh, recently. And this is, uh, yeah, the, this is, uh, you know, it's amazing uh, how, how long you can suppress those feelings. Uh, so Jeffrey a Tucker, which he was the founder and president of the Brownstone Institute reported that he talked to a, cor- a choir director, um, for the, for like a high school or something. Um, About about uh, and and, uh, and about what it was like to train a choir on Zoom and then conducted mask singers outdoors on winter nights during covid. Yeah, my kid, my daughter went through this uh, with with band during because, you know, they had they had to have like they put things on top of it. Yeah, it was just it was a fucking, you know, it it was a fucking shit show. Uh, He recalled
3: flat. um, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Covid in and of itself has been a shit show for the last three
0: years. Yes, exactly. Now, um, now he recalled the attacks and the difficulties, and then his voice trailed off. He's, and, and and the quote from him is, actually, I've blocked out that whole period of life from my memory. I won't think about it anymore. Anyway, I need to circulate a bit here, but good seeing you. Now, what do you bet a lot of other people are feeling the same way? Now, this is how the major political debates manage to pretend like this never happened. How the major media gets away with never bringing it up. And how people like Fauci still get high speaking fees and so on. It's, it's not that they are no good liars. Too often, it's because because people really do want to forget um this is how th- th- this is how Wait, the- did you just say it's not because they're no good liars <clears throat> bullshit well they're that too but they're not even lying anymore they're telling you what they're fucking doing and you know we, we talk about that yeah they're
3: the they're putting it right out in the open they're not yeah. trying to hide it we we admit that yes. and it should nauseate anyone yeah. within the ability to hear our voices for the entire year for the last two years and guess what this shit's gonna keep going we're gonna keep telling you the truth we're gonna keep being the unpopular people who make the blue jokes who take the low hanging fruit and who and are have a great real. goddamn time you know that's
0: right they had yeah. a great goddamn time so
3: very much so but we're all gonna we're also gonna keep it real yeah we're gonna keep telling you about the shit that they're doing because eventually you're gonna pull your head out of the sand but then again if you're a no adjust an agenda let me try that again if you're a no agenda listener your hand your head is probably already out of the sand and out of your ass and you're on your way to seeing clearly the bullshit that they're slinging and attempt to duck and dodge and make it a better world.
0: Yeah. So now, of course, you wonder that this is the this is, you know, the fact that people want to forget. And I mean, yeah, this is this is why it's people easier are
3: easier than reality. That's it, why people drink. That's why people do drugs, because they don't want to face the reality of what's going on around them. They'd rather either stick their head in the sand or turn a blind eye, or if you are brave enough to face it head on like we are, sometimes you just need to take a step back and crack a beer and say, Jesus fucking Christ, it's worse than I thought. But never stop trudging forward and fighting the tyranny.
0: Now, by the way, the, the, this this forgetting stuff, I mean, it, first of all, it's how the number one shared trauma of our lives. I mean, you know, the, the, you know, I mean, I mean, we watched it. I mean, at least it's happened twice. Right. We have nine eleven, which is a shared trauma. And then we also have got you know, we've also got covid. Right. And, and, you know, we
3: could go down such an epic rabbit hole over the conspiracy theories that could easily have and be drawn from all of this. We will not do that today. We yeah. will spare you fine listeners, but you yeah. all know yeah.
0: that nine eleven, up. Yeah. Taylor so, Swift, up. Yeah. COVID. Up. And- now the now the memories are this is it's a well-known feature of child or spousal abuse which uh, you know the, the the memories are so terrible and grim that the human mind develops the capacity for pretending like it never happened if only so that life functioning can continue that's fine but actually the trauma is still there and feeds other forms of pathologies like substance abuse and attachment disorders and so on um, the point of therapy is to come to terms with reality itself and the process of healing now some years ago a theory developed to explain this and was tested on mice and i'm going to quote it directly here Two amino acids, glutamate and GABA, are the yin and yang of the brain, directing the emotional tides and controlling whether nerve cells are excited or or inhibited, i.e. calm. Under normal conditions, the system is balanced. But when we are hyper-aroused and vigilant, glutamine surges. Now, glutamine is also the primary chemical that helps store memories in our neural networks in a way that they are easy to remember. GABA, on the other hand, calms us and helps us sleep, blocking the action of the excitable glutamate. Now, the most commonly used tranquilizing drug, uh, benzodiapine, which we've talked about, activates GABA receptors in our brain. So that's interesting. We t- didn't we it's called benzodiazepine just for Pronunciation. Yeah. yeah, but we we've talked about benzos. We just
3: got done wh- with uh Emily M, the kind of crossover show that we did last week, I believe. Talked about the dangers of benzos.
0: Yeah, and, th- and it seems like that that's kind of what they do. If you when we were because we were looking through some of that stuff, yes, there was a, uh, yeah, that that's one of the things that those drugs do. That's why you that's why you're docile. You you basically uh, removed of your uh, you know you're removed of your rage or your memories or whatever. Now. Um, now so um, now they, so uh, yeah, and then the most commonly used tranquilizing drug. Yeah, we already talked about that. One kind, uh, synaptic GABA receptors works in tandem with glutamate receptors to balance the excitation of the brain in response to external events such as stress. Now the other population, extra s- uh, synaptic GABA receptors are independent agents. They ignore the peppy glutamate. Instead, their job is internally focused, adjusting brain waves and mental states according to the levels of internal chemicals such as GABA, sex hormones, and micro RNAs. Okay, that's interesting, right? Extra synaptic. We are
3: seeing this more and more with everything containing this mRNA bullshit since we started with the COVID thing. Fight me. Prove
0: me wrong. Yes, so... Um, yeah, so the extrasynaptic uh, GABA receptors change the brain state to make us aroused, sleepy, alert, sedated, inebriated, or even psychotic. However, Northwestern scientists discovered another critical role. These receptors also help encode memories of a fear-inducing event and then store them away, hidden from consciousness. Um, now, to test this theory, researchers infused the hippocampus uh, of mice with a, ga- a gaboxadol, a drug that simul- stimulates uh, extrasynaptic GABA receptors. The mice were put in a box and given an electric shock that sounds fun when the mice were returned to the same box the next day they played with no memory of what happened the last time they were there however when scientists put the mice back on the drug and returned them to the box they froze fearfully anticipating yet another shock now the lesson here is that in response to traumatic stress some individuals instead of activating the glutamate system to store memories activate the extrasynaptic GABA system and inform inaccessible traumatic memories Um, it all does indeed feel like PTSD and it affected no population cohort as traumatically as it did the children Uh, there owed the truth about the trauma however and now and we must have honesty about this the lies have to stop we should not tolerate them at all and the professional liars all need to be removed from their jobs immediately like that's going to happen yeah but uh, uh in our own lives we really do need therapy that comes in the form of friendships community and physical fellowship with each other and and, and trust me this has all helped me sort of uh, get through my my stuff here <laughs> oh sorry couldn't resist yeah exactly well give, give a girl a clipboard right uh sadly the people who need it most are least likely to get it and i'm thinking of the many people who are still walking around masked up fearing getting next to others and otherwise hiding it out in their homes in a sense of terror that something bad from the microbial kingdom is going to attack at any time now the only people who benefit from our mass amnesia are the people who did this to us and we must remember we got to discuss it that's why we do it on this show and we got to seek justice um yeah. I, I, what got me that high? Nothing got me. That. <laughs> I haven't gotten enough, high enough today. I don't know what's what's going on. But
3: uh, no, you haven't. Sadly. It's, yeah. it, it It's just ridiculous. Well, how, I, you know, you're you're not even at that level yet. Theoretically. Yeah. Well, but I, I think there is one thing that we can say after that story. Fuck Klaus Schwab.
0: Well, that too. But just saying. Okay. Well, how about how about you play the next clip for the next story, though? What's wrong? I need something stronger. Take four red capsules. In ten minutes, take two more. Help is on the way. Yes. Well, if you don't remember, if if you've never watched THX 1138, I highly recommend it. It has it has some great elements in it. Uh, We will be doing so. We will be doing so. Uh, Yeah, I can talk. Uh, yeah I've, i'm between coffee and the fact that yes the niners won today I'm, I'm I'm in a good mood today and i got you know this is a and yes and the eagles lost but anyway that's a whole which different. is even better that's right anyway but let's let's go on to the story so researchers have developed an ingestible capsule which when ingested before a meal vibrates in the stomach sending signals to the brain to create an illusionary sense of fullness and trick it to stop eating now the new capsule could emerge as a minimally invasive and cost-effective way to treat obesity now researchers from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology tested the new capsule on animals and found that when given 20 minutes before eating, it stimulated the release of hormones that signal satiety and reduced the animal's food intake by about 40%. The results were published in the journal Science Advances.
3: I have a question. How are they anticipating getting this vibrating capsule? Are you not going to have to take more than one of these things? And what makes it vibrate? I'm just wondering how this thing is expected to either stay in your system Or again, What makes it vibrate? There's something very nefarious about this. I just can't put my finger on it.
0: Yes. Now, drinking a glass of water before a meal makes you feel less hungry. Now, this is because when the stomach is full of liquid, the mechanoreceptors of the stomach lining send signals to the brain, making you feel satiated. Now, researchers worked on this idea and tested if an ingestible capsule that vibrates within the stomach could artificially stretch the mechanoreceptors and create the same sense of fullness. Now, the research team designed a capsule about the size of a multivitamin, powered by a small silver oxide battery.
3: Right, because that's exactly what you want in your fucking body is a battery.
0: Yes. After the capsule gets ingested, the gastric fluids dissolve the membrane that covers it, completes the electronic circuit, and activates the vibrating motor. Now, During animal trials, researchers noticed that when the device was vibrating, hormone levels closely mimicked the pattern seen after a regular meal. There were no signs of obstruction, perforation, and other negative impacts in the animals, while the pill was in their digestive tract. Now, the pills passed through the digestive tract within four or five days.
3: Okay, so again, I'm, I'm going to ask this question. So, arguably, you're going have to take multiple of these pills in order to reach the satiety that they're meant for and what happens because we all know stomach acid is just so phenomenal at eating shit away um is it gonna be kind of like when you lick a nine volt except for you feel it in your stomach like you take one of these pills and then you're walking around all of a sudden it's like psst, psst. Like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm having, I'm having PTSD over this story.
0: Yeah. I'm also, yeah. Yeah. The the question, well, it says it's a silver oxide battery. That's, I think that's what it said. But yeah. So I don't want, I don't want any lithium ion batteries in my body. I'm sorry
3: though. Again, let's, let's point out the fact this is still a battery. B-A-T-T-E-R-Y. Not supposed to be in the body. Okay. I mean, let's not talk about pacemakers because at least those are kind of um, shielded. But this shit's talking about your gastric juices completing the circuit. Why can I see people walking around just like, what's wrong with you?
0: Yeah, exactly. So the, it's. I'm just, just saying. <laughs> I'm being
3: melodramatic for comedy, but I'm serious. Like, there's something
0: very wrong about this. Yes. Now, the current version of the pill can vibrate for about 30 minutes after reaching the stomach. Now, researchers plan to extend it for longer periods and test the possibility of activating it and deactivating it wirelessly. Like, you want that on your fucking body? I don't oh, think so. yeah,
3: that's the next fucking thing you knew. What are you doing? I'm activating the pill in my stomach by Bluetooth?
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, researchers hope the new pill could work as a safer alternative to the current methods of treating obesity when diet and exercise fail.
3: The only reason diet and exercise fail is because your fat ass gives up and stops moving. Well, and, and you're eating. Oh, OK. And, and the Phoenix rant. Phoenix rant. Get fucking ready, because here it comes, folks. So I'm watching this commercial and I don't watch a lot of commercials, but when you're watching the sports ball, sometimes there's commercials. And there's this commercial that's got Wanda Sykes talking about Rob Lowe's chocolate craving and the whole Atkins thing. And my brain is just losing its mind screaming because, yeah, you're not consuming sugar with all that candy. You're consuming fake sugar, which is even worse. You want to know how you lose weight on Atkins? You shit yourself to death because the fake sugar makes your stomach upset. And I'm not going to play the diarrhea clip. I'm going to I'm I'm going to shield you all from it but I'm just saying, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, um now, many existing medical uh, interventions such as gastric bypass surgery and gastric balloons are often considered invasive and not widely recommended due to safety concerns. Now, while drugs like GLP-1 ag- agonists can help in weight loss, many of them require injection, making them less convenient and unaffordable for many. Yes. Yeah, so, so, you know, I guess I guess a small machine is probably, you know, theoretically cheaper than a, you know, than, than whatever, you know, whatever pharma. But then again, do you want to you want to ingest a battery? Uh, you know, that doesn't seem like a. I,
3: I personally don't. I mean. It's not uh, just not something that jumps out at me like, oh, put this on my bucket list. Let's eat a battery. Yeah,
0: exactly. Well, I think uh, I think we need to put this on our bucket list. You know what? It's
3: battery operated weight loss. Write it down. The key to life is a penis in your asshole. I actually kind of like this story, if I'm honest. So near Akron, Ohio, an abandoned golf course has been rewilded into a splendid slice of na- of natural rust belt nature that includes a restored section of the now nationally protected Cuyahoga river golf courses around the country are being closed faster than they're being opened. And the vast acreage of the fairway <coughs> is often reclaimed by nature, but not always by native vegetation with vast tracts of non-native grass that's heavily watered, mowed, and sprayed with pesticides containing gradient changes that may not necessarily be conducive to the growth of native species, they can easily become prey for invasive colonizer species. That's why Summit Metro Parks, when they acquired the Valley View Golf Course, knew they had to take an after- role in returning the fairway to how it looked before settlers arrived what are, what are they talking about like fucking mayflower they make this shit sound like we're going back to you know the the beginning of days but anyways so we had to undo the golf course before we could restore the landscape said mike johnson chief of conservationist at the summit metro park Golf courses are harsh environments, and to create them, the vegetation used is usually non-native. It doesn't have value for our local fish and wildlife. However big the job was, it offered the nonprofit a tremendous opportunity to connect two of its existing properties into a single 1,900-acre haven for fish, birds, and native plants. Now, before the golf course, the river section had been channelized, and so earth-moving equipment had to be brought in to widen and bend the river back into its pre-industrialized meandering course. It being the Cuyahoga River, famous for catching on fire several times during the 20th century due to pollution. Its status now as a naturally flowing river that Floods the surrounding wetlands during periods of intense rain and already harboring near perfect conditions for biodiversity is an inspiring sight to native Ohioans.
0: Yeah. Okay. So and then, now the response from wildlife has been huge. Johnson told CNN prior to our work that we documented about 200 species of plant and wildlife that were living on the golf course at the time we acquired it. Today we have documented over 900 species of fish and wildlife that have returned to this area. The golf course has now been attached via hiking and biking trails to the Cascades Valley Park, also owned and managed by Summit Metro, located in the valley's preglacial bedrock canyon. Cascades uh, Valley contains a canopy of oak, American beech, sassafras, black cherry. And and the endangered butternut tree. Now, wow, that's amazing. Yeah. So now, my mom, uh, before she passed away, actually lived on a, a, a basic I won't. It wasn't necessarily an abandoned golf course, but it was a golf course that's uh, basically got taken over by the community, so to speak. And that is actually, yeah, that, that definitely happens. You 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 take the you leave that land alone, it will re- rewild itself. You know, it's
3: there's actually a golf course in I believe it's North Carolina that. The sand has reclaimed the only thing that is still visible because, uh, I'm I'm trying to think what they call it. It's like a living something or a moving, I think it's called a living dune. And ultimately what's happened is the sand has moved at X amount of distance per year. And the only thing that remains that is still prevalent, it's a mini golf course that the sand has overtaken. And there's a flag on the castle. That's the only thing you can see that isn't covered by the sand. So this whole reclamation of nature on golf courses, mini golf courses, whatever, it's very interesting.
0: Yeah, exactly. And uh, yes, I agree that uh, golf courses and cemeteries are definitely wastes of real estate. And yes, uh, from quoting, yeah, the- there's absolutely no argument on that. Okay. So uh, meanwhile, I don't think there's any argument about the, about this. Not at all.
3: Especially today. I'll take a drink and I, my name's a Little
2: Reef. You know, I, I like to smoke, reefer, you know, I relaxes me and everything. A couple of doobies, you know, just to get you through the day and everything. But I do not freebase cocaine.
3: That's right. I've never, although I've thought about freebasing cocaine. But, uh, you know, even though this is in the higher consciousness segment, this is also, in my opinion, kind of a happiness story.
0: Still going. Long lasting Energizer batteries keep going and going. And- OK, well, today I learned that Energizer, there's there's a lot. There's actually a lot of manufacturing plants for Energizer in Wisconsin. Right. And so a, uh, a I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. When I read this story, it was like a, so a hemp based battery manufacturing company is coming to a town in Wisconsin with a goal to hire former employees of Energizer. Portage, Wisconsin based Wisconsin battery company, a.k.a. WinBet. You know, I think I've actually heard of WinBet. in all honesty. OK, well, that's news to me, but uh, it makes batteries out of hemp instead of graphene for use in devices like hearing aids. Earlier this month, WinBat announced that it had acquired 17 acres of land in the Portage Industrial Park to develop its battery plant. According to a December 21st press release, the development will focus on... Industrial batteries and creating energy storage solutions that enhance the efficiency and reliability of solar and wind power systems and maximize the efficiency of connections to the grid. The other being hemp carbon batteries, uh, innovating a sustainable alternative to lithium ion batteries by utilizing hemp carbon as a key component. Now, these batteries will offer improved energy density, longer lifespan, reduced environmental impact, and utilize domestically produced raw materials, thus addressing the national security risks associated with global lithium sourcing.
3: Okay, I have a question. So if hemp carbon batteries are a thing, why is it that, uh, fuck Elon Musk, why is Tesla and these shitty ass electronic vehicle companies why are they not looking into this the whole point as i understood it maybe i missed the plot but the whole point was to be more green how much more green all pun intended can you get than a hemp carbon battery fueling your electronic vehicle
0: Exactly. Uh, Now, WinBat CEO Jeff Green said Portage will serve as an ideal place to build a new renewable energy battery power plant, given the skill set that former Energizer employees already possess. Obviously, having 400 to 500 trained employees that are knowledgeable in the battery makes that area seem uh, seem right for a new battery company. Green told WMTV. Now, most folks we talked to, cautious optimism is kind of where we got them to. They had fear, and I think we turned that fear into cautious optimism. Um, The company plans to grow and hire 600 employees within the first six years of operation. The goal is to start where Energizer left off, creating batteries to be used in hearing aids. The long-term goal is to produce two innovative batteries that will offer improved energy density, longer lifespans, and reduced carbon footprint. Now, the company is focusing operations in Portage now, but will consider building another plant in, in Fenimore, where Energizer is also closing down another manufacturing plant. Now, nothing outlasts the Energizer, but hemp may do exactly that. Hemp advocates say that hemp batteries last eight times longer than Lithium batteries outperforming graphene for a fraction of the cost. Battery makers process hemp's woody pulp, form it into uh, carbon nanosheets, which they use to build supercapacitors that behave better than graphene, the industry gold standard. Much of the energy used to extract and process um, the, uh, uh, the battery components like lithium comes from CO2 emitting fossil fuels. And replacing graphene for use in batteries is just another way hemp can be used for more sustainable energy. And
3: yeah, you know, that's my fucking point. That is exactly my point. This is why you all have heard me scream and holler and rail against electric vehicles and the fact that their lithium-ion batteries are so dangerous. And as a former firefighter, you cannot put these fucking things out. You just have to let them burn out. It is so much more horrible for the environment than the fossil fuel-fueled vehicle like my beautiful car. And it's just a massive money grab. This is proof of it. Because if it was all about the environment, if they actually gave a damn about the environment, then they would be using these hemp batteries and not the lithium ion ones with minerals sourced in sandy places by brown children.
0: Well, not only that. Um, so, I, I, of course, I'm remembering the story we covered yesterday about uh, a small town that was uh, battling a a, a giant a Chinese a Chinese battery. battery yeah. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, this I would much prefer to. I, I think this is a, a people are going to be much more supportive of this than whatever brown children in sandy places have mined and you know now bringing that to some place and then all the chemicals and everything. Yeah, I have a feeling people are going to be. Uh, uh, yeah, people are definitely less interested in that shit. I can assure you. Well,
3: let me. Well, here's kind of a. A rhetorical question that I'll ask how many people actually know okay about these hemp batteries and such that's uh, this is the first I'm hearing of a battery being able to be made out of hemp and I'm a huge fan of hemp on many levels for its clothing properties for the fact that at a certain stage you get a little bit of nice feeling off it you know thank you delta eight it's a fantastic renewable, I'll say it again for those in the back, renewable source for many things. So the next time you hear old Schwabi and Greta and all of the other bought in assholes talking about green energy and how we need to go electric because we care about the planet. That's when you can literally stand up and holler
1: <clears throat> bullshit
3: because it's obvious unless you're using a hemp battery in that ev you don't give a fuck about the planet have a nice day next contestant
0: yeah meanwhile speaking of next contestant phone. the
2: way i see it the only good phone's a landline and the phone should be made out of bakelite
3: do love the tech grouch clip i really do and it is time yes it is to talk about
0: what two by carl's jr fuck you i'm eating yeah. so so fuck so, you we're eating yes we are going to be eating so uh, so i i okay i have to tell a story here because i think this Do is eat yeah because because um, yeah so we had we had we had made a discussion about what we we, we, we had planned last night what we we're having for dinner I get a I get a message from you saying um pull out pull out a certain number I of I
3: actually said hey I need you to pull out X number of steaks
0: yes uh, because uh, well we have some we have some extra guests here in the in the, in the studio this is uh, it's a uh, so uh, yeah th- I think that was, that was the big surprise is uh, we,
3: <laughs> look in all fairness okay and this could technically be toast and jam but But we'll throw it out there now. I was not expecting to wake up this morning to a voicemail, finger quotes, 30-minute voicemail because she forgot how to hang up the damn phone. But I was not expecting to wake up to finding out that one of my very best friends in the whole world, Tigger's Joy, you've seen her in the chat, ladies and germs, is literally... The next exit away from my house going, I've got all day. Comes to find out she has till tomorrow morning that I get to have her in the studio. So I, as y'all know, I was uh, going out to Nashville because I had that awesome run that picked up like less than two miles from my house that paid decent. Run out to Nashville, get back before it's time to do the show. (coughs) Where's the downside? So As I'm coming back through, scoop her up, we run to the store. This woman would not let me pay for a goddamn thing, I want y'all to know. She kept cock-blocking me with her bank card. Every time I would go to make a purchase, she would pop that card right in there. I'm like, what are you about? Well, you're feeding me, it's the least I can do. I'm like, I'm feeding you because you're going to be here and that's what you do. Like, cut the shit, but no. She insisted on buying the libations. She insisted on buying the meager amount of groceries that I needed to create this meal, which I know you all are dying with bated breath like, God damn it, Phoenix, what are you cooking? Get to the point. I'm cooking steak and garlic roasted cauliflower head, which I will give credit to my daughter-in-law. She actually kind of wanted to know if this was something I could make. Does it fall within the confines of the no sugar, no grain situation? So I went searching for a recipe that I thought would be appropriate. And so that's what we're doing. We're having some sexy ribeye steaks grilled by Mr. Phone Boy over here. And we're going to have that uh, garlic roasted head of cauliflower. And uh, we'll let you all know how it is. Yes,
0: yeah, absolutely. So now, meanwhile, this is... This is unpalatable. Yes, I, you know,
3: you fucked up.
0: To- now, Verizon Wireless gave a female victim's address and phone logs to an alleged stalker who pretended to be a police officer, according to an affidavit filed by FBI special agent. What? Yeah, I can't even believe that. Now, the man, Robert Michael. No shit. Yeah, Clowner, uh, was later arrested near the victim's home and found to be carrying a knife at the time, according to the affidavits submitted in court last week. Wow. Can you see the
3: lawsuit if this dude had actually attacked this woman that law, that Verizon would have been subject to, you can't wiggle your way out of that. You fucked up, you, fi- you fucked up big, you fucked up bad, and it cost somebody their life? Yeah, I, somebody caught a mulligan on that one, because if that dude had attacked that woman... Yeah, would have been ugly.
0: Now, Glowner allegedly traveled from New Mexico to Raleigh, North Carolina after finding out where she lived and before arriving, sent a threatening message that said, if I can't have you, no one can. He also alleged fucking typical stalker language. Yes. He's also allegedly threatened to send nude photos of the victim to her family members.
3: And what the fuck have the cops done about this? Oh, that's right. Nothing. Why am I surprised?
0: Yes, exactly. Uh, So, um. Yeah, so uh, Glowner was charged uh, with socking and, and fraud in connection with obtaining confidential phone records in U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of North Carolina. Now, Glowner and the victim met in August or September 2023 on xhamster.com. There you go. That's a, that's a quality Tell wo-
3: me that's a joke.
0: That's a real sight, honey.
3: No, noise. I know that's a real fucking sight what i'm what i'm vehemently offended by is that's as disgusting as bad and bad as plenty of fish what is wrong with you people get a fucking social life
0: Yes, it has a. It's a porn site. If, you have, if you've never been to X-Hamster, it's a porn site with dating features, and had a and they had an online romantic relationship. The affidavit said. The, the, oh yeah, you're looking for a quality mate. If you're on X-Hamster looking for anything but a quick dick down. Yeah, the victim ended the relationship, but Glouner continued to, tr- to contact or try to contact her. The document said. Now Glouner tracked Verizon or tricked Verizon into providing sensitive information by sending an email and fake search warrant to one.verizon.com with the email address for the Verizon. Security assistance team, which handles legal requests. Verizon didn't realize the request was fraudulent, even though it came from a proton mail address. Yeah. Um somebody wasn't
3: paying the fuck attention, is what's up with that. No. Oh my god. From okay, so uh calling an Audible on this one from a cybersecurity point of view,
0: phone boy. Weigh in if you could. What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, you should be able to... This is one of the first Dude, things I do when I get an email is I look at the, f- who it's from and then actually can go look at the fucking email address. It's not fucking complicated to do in any of these fucking things. And, and I'm only starting in my career of cybersecurity and I could look at that fucking email
3: and go, yeah, yeah exactly. I smell the pungent
0: aroma of <coughs> bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, now, so Verizon didn't realize the request was fraudulent, even though it came from... From Proton mail address rather than from a police department or other special government agency, according to the affidavit filed yesterday by FBI special agent Michael Nealon. Now an e- okay, okay So an email to Verizon from Stephen nineteen sixty six C at proton.me on September 26, thousand twenty three said, Here's the PDF file for search warrant. We are in we are in need if the if Uh, the the cell phone data as soon as possible to locate and apprehend the suspect. We also need the full name of this Verizon subscriber, the new phone number that has been assigned to her. Thank you. Now, the email attached document contained a fake affidavit written by detective, by quote unquote, Detective Stephen Cooper of the Cary, North Carolina Police Department. Now, the Cary Police Department confirmed that no officer named Stephen Cooper is employed by their agency. Yeah. Oh, uh,
3: (coughs) I'm going to break the fucking bell. How hard would it have been for Verizon to reach out to that police department and verify? Again, I'm going to say it for those in the back. Trust, but verify. This could have saved them and the victim so much problems. I I think there's a very clear message here. Don't fucking use Verizon.
0: VSAT received a phone call the same day from a man identifying himself as Cooper, who stated that he needed information on a suspect in a homicide case. Now, the caller stated that the person involved changed her phone number, Nealon wrote. Now, the fake affidavit asked for the new phone number as well as call records, both incoming and outgoing, and locations and text messages incoming and outgoing. Now, the affidavit for a search warrant was supposedly approved by Superior Court Judge Gail Adams. Now, Adams is a real judge, and she later confirmed to authorities that the signature displayed on the document was not hers. Neyland wrote. Now, ne- Neyland's affidavit also said the search warrant was not in the proper format and does not have form AOC-CR-119 as required for the state of North Carolina search warrants. But after reviewing the email and documents sent by Cooper, uh, Verizon provided an address and phone logs. On, on, on October 5th, 2023, Verizon Wireless provided the victim one's phone records, including address and phone logs, to Glauner, according to Nealon's affidavit. Verizon's website says that the Verizon security assistance team ensures that court orders, search warrants and subpoenas and other legal demands served upon Verizon are processed. Confidential and, uh, confidentially and in compliance with all applicable law. Apparently,
3: the fuck not.
0: Yes. So v- the VSAT will only accept valid legal requests, a subpoena, sur- court order, or search warrant for records, the VSAT webpage says.
3: Clearly, Again, clearly not
0: true. C- clearly bullshit. Holy
3: v- flying fuck. Okay, so let's just take a step back for a second. This Cooper dude, or whatever, this dude's facing so many fucking charges impersonating a police officer. Fraud. Forgery. This dude is not gonna see light of day for a hot minute. And I say karma be damned. This idiot. And shame on Verizon. Again, don't use Verizon. Fuck Verizon. Because when you're gonna do something so stupid as not double check on matters that are that damn important, your ass deserves the biggest lawsuit that you will receive, I assure you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in the meantime, speaking of bullshit.
2: <laughs>
0: now, if you don't know what that is, that's actually the. It's actually a clip of Steamboat Willie, which is actually a, uh, which is uh, the the the. Uh, it's, it's yeah it's it's basically the, basically the entire reason we have mickey mouse copyright laws but but it is but it's funny that steamboat willie is actually going into the public domain in uh, it, uh, as of tomorrow so uh, cue all your cue all your uh, memes uh, related to steamboat willie I'm, I'm sure i'm sure that will uh, yeah because it's public domain after after uh, as of tomorrow so um now this is actually so now this this is a story about uh, the public about things going into the public domain now and so in the united states purely AI-generated art cannot currently be copyrighted and exists in the public domain. It's not cut and dried, though, because the U.S. Copyright Office has supported the idea of allowing copyrighted copyright protection for AI-generated artwork that has been appreciably altered by humans or incorporated into a larger work. Now, there's so there's suddenly a huge new pool of public domain media to work with, and it's often open source, as in many people share the prompts and recipes used to create the artwork so that others can replicate and build on them. The spirit of sharing has been behind the popularity of the mid journey community on discord, for example, where people typically freely see each other's prompts. When several mesmerizing AI generated spiral images went viral in September, the AI art community on Reddit quickly built off the trend since the originator detailed his workflow publicly. People create Created their own variations and simplified the tools used in creating the optical illusions. And it was a good example of what the future of an open source creative media or open source generative media landscape might look like, to just to play with a few terms. Yeah,
3: Adam's gonna have a fit over this shit.
0: There are two important points here. Now, first, that the current admittedly tentative status of generative AI creations as being outside the copyright system means that many of them, perhaps most, are available for anyone to use in any way. Generative AI could drive a massive expansion of the public domain, acting as a welcome antidote to constant attempts to enclose the public domain by reimposing copyright on older works. For example, uh, yeah, uh, fucking Disney. Yeah, fuckers.
3: We hate Disney. Mickey. Disney's bad.
0: Yes, uh, Mickey Mouse. Co- Mickey Mouse copyright laws. It's you know. There's always exactly. That. Yeah, that's I've, I've, that's one of my fa- that's one of my favorite phrases. I've, I've written it down as a as a, as a thing here. Now this now this the second point is that without the shackles of copyright, these creation uh, creations can form the basis of collaborative works among uh, uh, among artists willing to embrace that approach and to work with this new technology in new ways. You know, kind of like we do in podcasting 2.0. Uh, that's a really exciting possibility. It's been hard to implement without recourse to legal approaches like Creative Commons. Although the intention there is law. Most people don't really want to worry about the finer points of licensing, not, a, not at least out of the fear that they might get it wrong and be sued by the famously litigious copyright industry or, you know, companies like Disney. Right. A situation in which uh, generative AI creations are unequivocally in the public domain could unleash a flood of pent up creativity. Unfortunately, the status of AI generated artworks is already slightly unclear. We can expect the copyright world to push hard to exploit that opening and to demand that everything created by computers should be locked down under copyright for decades, just as human inspiration generally is from the the moment is, it is in a fixed form, artists should enjoy this new freedom to explore and build on generative AI images while they can. It may not last. Now, I I find this um, you know that this is there's another angle to this that I don't that, that this wasn't in this story. But you know the reason why the media companies are probably trying to push for this stuff is because they're planning to use generative AI to create this these you know fucking more fucking entertainment for people, right?
3: Well, they're going to have to because of the fact that they keep having these writer strikes and these actor strikes. And the actors are not happy because they're already trying to use their images without permission, which is causing lawsuits. I mean, you don't want to spend the money, but you expect to be able to use the talent. That's not how this shit works.
0: Yeah, not exactly. But uh, meanwhile, uh, here's how this works.
1: Humanity was incapable of solving even its most basic problems, like garbage, which had been stacked for centuries.
3: This story irks the shit out of me and it will probably irk the shit out of you as well
0: okay so a video by transgender actress tommy dorfman in which she accuses delta airlines employees of intentionally misgendering her quickly went viral and sparked a fiery debate on social media dorfman who played ryan shearer in the netflix drama series 13 reasons why i uh, never heard that came out as a transgender woman in 2021 the 31 year old actress shared a roughly 30 second clip to her tiktok over the weekend showing part of the altercation in the video dorfman said that while at LaGuardia airport in new york city several delta employees including one she identified as tristan intentionally misgendered her multiple times this is the now this is the quoting from the social media post she made now when you try to advocate for yourself at delta and are met with even more transphobia and the threats of being arrested at LaGuardia, dorfman said in the post which included the video part of the incident now tristan the employee said he was fine with me posting this didn't realize it was condescending to flag a human rights violation after another employee misgendered me incessantly now in the video dorfman confronts one employee saying and what about when a delta employee misgenders you intentionally the employee responds that it wasn't intentional you're being condescending," the employee said to Dorfman in the video. And if you want, the, if you want to continue, I have I'll have Port Authority S get you out of the building right this moment if you want to play that game with me. Which, if you'd like to continue three days before Christmas, I really don't mind. Now, commentator Colin Rugg shared Dorfman's TikTok video of the incident on X, formerly known as Twitter, uh, uh, formerly known as TWTTR. That's how long I. That's how long I've been on it. Uh, so Tuesday evening, where the viral uh, post amassed more than seven million views and more than forty five. 500 comments in a few hours now rug lashed out at dorfman for being friends with dylan mulvaney the trans social media influencer whose partnership with anheuser-busch and raised conservatives and led to a months-long boycott of bud light
3: yeah exactly so you know delta's trying to avoid that whole boycott thing as well by just calling out the bullshit in my opinion
0: yes so Now, uh, so this is so this this was Ruggs post on on, on X, I believe. Uh, uh, So new Delta, new Delta employee fed up with the pronoun police and threatens to kick man out of LaGuardia Airport who whined about being misgendered. Ruggs said in the X post, give this man a raise wasn't intentional, but if you take it personal, that's okay The person in the video, a friend of Dylan Mulvaney, shared it to TikTok in an effort to expose the employee, but it backfired miserably. And there was a lot of other uh, similar responses to this whole thing. Uh, It is. um, But uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's I mean, you know, here's the-
3: I you know what, whether it makes me unpopular or not, I stand behind the Delta employee that said, get the fuck over it, because that's ultimately what needs to happen. OK, there it this is so new to expect that everyone, as soon as this becomes a thing like, oh, everybody's misgendering everybody else. Guess what? For years and years and years, if you look like a dude, if you have a dick, you're a he, you're a him, you're a sir. Same along the thought process. If you have boobs, you're a she, her, ma'am. So, yeah, okay, just because you slap some fucking lipstick on... And do your hair up real pretty. You think you look all cutesy there, Dorfman. You don't. You look like a fucking joke. You are a fucking joke. And I wish they hadn't let your ass fly. Because when you're going to get up in your ass, that people are misgendering you. And, oh my god, it's everything is so personal and I just get all up in my feelers. Get over it, person. Get over it. I'm not going to she or he you. I'm going to call you person. Get over your Self, stop being so triggered by everything. It's obscene and it's annoying. That's
0: the point. <laughs> Very good. I'm I'm, in, I'm impressed with that. You did that on the fly. That is, Thank you. that is amazing. All right. So now, what is also amazing is that, unlike yesterday when 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 Rev was uh, Rev was dealing with two G, uh, he uh, so he produced he did produce a cavalcade of stupidity. So in, uh, unlike and yeah, he said it, it took we- like forty five minutes. Okay. Yeah. So so now we're gonna play the cavalcade of stupidity from our friend Rev Cybertracker. It'll play.
1: Hi-dee-ho, pedal heads, and welcome to Sir Reverend Cybertrucker's Cavalcade of Stupidity. The Money Shot Cosmonauts consists of Spaff, and pretty much anybody from thefump.com that he can trick into appearing on his tracks. And they would probably be hard-pressed to tell you what it was that they were drinking, When they decided to produce a parody of the entire Dark Side of the Moon album for Christmas. Probably eggnog, though. So, specifically for Phone Boy, this is The Money Shot Cosmonauts, The North Side of the Pole Part 4, Red and Green.
0: Pink Floyd songs that I would expect somebody to, to make a parody of. That was not one of them, but... Uh, it was good. It was good, yeah. We'll, we'll play the full version of the Cavalcade of <laughs> Stupidity in the in, in, in Studio 33, the New the, the New Year's Eve version do. of Studio 33, so... We'll, we'll,
3: it's going to be rocking, y'all. Yeah. Dick Clark and uh, Ryan Seaman have nothing on us.
0: That's right. So, all right, meanwhile, we've now entered the Toast and Jam segment, uh, and uh, you've got a story... You've got to, you got to, if you can, I I guess I have to vamp while you cough, but uh, so I, I, so I will, I will attempt to start. I got a fucking story that even
3: Hollywood could not write this shit.
0: Yeah. So, um, so I get, I get, I get a, I get a call from you, um, about this and it's like, well, guess how, guess how this ride started out. So, uh, what was it? Friday,
3: Friday morning. I keep forgetting it's Sunday. So Friday morning, I decide to turn the app on roughly, probably within 10 or 15 minutes of leaving the house. I get about, I, I get, oh, maybe 10-ish miles past Cookville which is like 45 from where we
0: live. Yeah. So roughly it's it's kind of roughly half point, roughly halfway between. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Arguably roughly halfway between the two. So uh, my app goes off with a ride request that's paying better than $80. I'm like, and it's going to the airport in Nashville. I'm like, well, fuck. Yeah. That's basically paying me to go to work. I like this. So I take the exit turn around. There are three cop cars in the parking lot of this Holiday Inn that I have to go to. Now, you know your girl Phoenix is a big old smartass. And because I worked in fire EMS, I get along with law enforcement. I respect them. And I thought, you know, I'm going to be a a clown. So I roll my window down as I'm coming to the awning of the hotel. And I said, hey, guys, didn't know I was going to have a welcoming committee. Yeah. The One of the cops laughed. The older senior member is looking at me while my back door opens and in is a very, very inebriated man at like 7.30 in the morning. Roughly, this guy's like trashed. And the old cop is like. If he comes back here, he's going to be arrested. And in my head, I'm going, this is my fucking problem, How? So first and foremost, by all rights and responsibilities, because he was so drunk, I could have refused that ride. And the cops could have done jack and shit because no driver is required to accept that ride because that passenger is so trashed. But I decided, you know what? it'll probably be fine. I've dealt with drunk people before. I used to run the drunk crew in Knoxville. This is not anything new to me. So, excuse me. So they put him in the car. They're going to send his luggage off to the airport. Okay, fine. Again, not my problem. Total sep. Someone else's problem. So he just He won't shut the fuck up this entire ride. However, the first thing he did promptly after being placed, if you will, into my car was to literally hand me or moreover, throw $100 on my front seat, which I promptly collected and set aside. So I got a $100 tip plus the amount of money that it paid me to bring this guy to the airport. Now... God forbid, I don't know what happened to this gentleman after I dropped him off, because again, I don't have any responsibility once the person is out of my vehicle. And that's not me trying to be an asshole. That's just me being real. But I was completely gobsmacked at the fact that the cops think you can just, and here's the thing. He called the lift himself. This wasn't something they did for him. He did it of his own. So I don't know how much they know about the fact that that ride could easily have been refused. And then, yeah, he probably would have ended up in jail ultimately because I had a conflict. Like, do I give the money back to him and just assume that he was just really trashed and didn't mean to, you know, tip me that much money or whatever? But then I got about to thinking about it and I went, you know, the amount of money it would have cost that man to bail his ass out of jail. Because, you know, his ass would have gone to jail. By not refusing that ride and bringing him to the airport. And again, I don't know if he was too fucked up and they wouldn't let him fly. But that's not my problem. But I thought about it. and I'm like, you know what? No, I'm actually saving this man a lot of money. He's getting off easy at it costing him a $100 tip for not getting arrested and being brought to the airport. So he has a fighting chance to get himself back to Illinois. And I thought about it for a while. Like, does that make me a bad person? And I had plenty of people who I asked that question to that all said, no, that absolutely does not make you a bad person. Because yeah, you saved him a shitload of money. He got off easy at a 100 buck tip for what it could have been if he had to bail himself out go through a court date, all because he was shit-faced at like 7, 7.30 in the morning, somewhere around that. And just... I mean, I've watched plenty of these videos. I love... Uh, as much as it's YouTube, okay, I understand. But there's a guy on there called Radical, the Unhallowed Knight or something like that. And he does all of these cop cam videos. He does commentary on it. And he's just hilarious. He's from... Uh, he's, he's Dutch, I believe.
0: Yeah. That's what, that's what it sounds like anyway.
3: Yeah. He's, he's hilarious. He's, he's where I got the term dick flute and it, um, it was hilarious. So long story in short, you cannot write this shit. Like I never expected my day to start with an 80 plus dollar ride and a hundred dollar tip essentially. And the, the rest of the day actually went pretty well. It, it was kind of interesting because I did end up going to Kentucky at one point And some other stuff didn't quite pan out. But at the end of the day, uh, I, I fared pretty good for only working three days plus the ride that I took this morning. Uh, yeah, well. I, 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 I cleared three quarters of what i would like to make a week in three days i mean i slayed well technically for if you count the ride i took this morning that paid me a good amount of money but irrelevant to the fact it it was just fucking bizarre i was like any 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 other fucking you know i i just could not believe that they put this totally annihilated dude in my car And wanted me to bring him to the damn airport. Like the airport police weren't going to end up getting involved because the dude ends up causing a kerfuffle or is just so, you know, exuberant and loud. And I mean, I've seen plenty of these videos. I know how this works. It just probably was not going to end well for the man. But what could I do? It's not like I was narking him out to the cops or anything.
0: Yeah, but, I, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it, it's just, it, you know much like uh, Kitsune said, uh, said in the in the troll room here. Uh, it, it I think there is uh, uh yeah, the, the, the airlines can can uh, deny boarding if they, if you if they, yeah you
3: know. oh I know absolutely the airlines can deny service and boarding and everything if you're too shit faced yeah. and I, I don't know what airline I mean I know what airline I dropped him off at uh but I don't know when his flight was for or anything.
0: Yeah, well, as you say that's that's a whole lot of not my problem, right? That's exactly what all that is. You you
3: yeah, it was it was it was a, a totally not my problem and not because I don't give a fuck cuz I'm not that person, but I have a I have a living to make. I'm not going to personally get involved with a rider because, oh, you know, they're probably not going to let him fly and let that sit on my head for the whole day or my heart. Like, no, dude, you made the choice to put that alcohol in your body. You got fucked up like a soup sandwich. Anything that happens after that is is a whole lot of not my problem. Okay, I'm being paid to bring you from this hotel to the airport. I did my job. I have no control over whether you threw $100 on my front seat. I have no control over whether my not picking you up would have meant you probably would have caught a drunken disorderly charge. Like none of this is my fucking problem. I did my job and I don't feel bad about it.
0: No, um, certainly not. Now, um, so meanwhile, uh, so I, I have to I have to relay something that was going on during yesterday's show that, that if you were Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. So I had so um, I had we had I had gotten some reports. Uh, I mean, some reports came through the back channel that you couldn't go to Lotus Effect chat and actually get to our get to our uh, room where you yeah, know, when, like
3: everybody, no matter what server they were yeah. attempting to connect yeah. via, or yeah, I should so, say, what
0: way, like phone yeah. or computer, whatever. IRC was just like, yeah, so, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, so. So I, I figured. I, I, so when that when that came to my attention, I'm said, okay, what can I do here? So uh, now, the way we have our show script set up, it's actually like either one of us could do most of the stories, right? That this is uh, so um, we. And sometimes we change off because somebody needs somebody needs a uh, somebody needs a moment, uh, like like uh, you know this this you know I don't know we got we got Phoenix Jr. here in the studio here, uh, you know they talking to yeah we the,
3: we have a whole studio full of people. We're not shy about the fact we have yeah. Tigger's joy. We got Phoenix Junior.
0: Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
3: As you hear, yeah. that boy oh, truly needs some yeah. therapy.
0: Yes. So, so anyway, we're so. So I had figured out that, okay, so lotuseffect.chat points to something called Kiwi IRC. It's a, basically it's a web-based IRC client that anybody can use. And I said, okay, and and for whatever reason, it was not, it was refusing to connect to zero node, which is the IRC server that we, that we, that we use, uh, along with the rest of no agenda. And so basically the link wasn't working. And so I'm like, okay, well I can't fix a problem with Kiwi, but I do have another server set up that I, because I, because I'd move things around and I, we, we, we use a, you know, the, the, our streams Server, for example, sit, uh, sits on a, a server uh, along with the lounge, which is a web-based IRC that we that we have a private one that we that we use so that we get all the chat logs and everything, uh, and we stay logged in now. Uh, but I still had the old server and I hadn't decommissioned it yet, so I so I said, well, it still has uh, it's it still has the lounge on it, and I so I I'm quickly I'm doing the by the way I'm doing this while the show is going on, right? So i I'm, I'm I'm getting this reset up. I, I set up a public uh, uh, lounge server. I basically did a Uh, Yeah,
3: apparently Kiwi is still not allowing people to sign in through it, but you created your own... Yes. Uh, yes. I, yes, lounge. I did.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So basically, yeah. So if you go to v dot effect dot chat, it will take you to. Um, it, or well, it's, no, it's actually you, I just to, you... You, just, you just go to lotuseffect.chat, dot chat. It will take you to our public lounge server that you can use to uh, join the IRC. Right. So it's uh, so, that's what I was
3: going to say. Yeah. Is I I remember you putting a redirect in at Effect dot chat that <laughs> yeah. now
0: goes to our public lounge server. That, that's right. So I so I've got this set up. So if you go to lotuseffect.chat, dot chat, you should be able to get in now. Uh, you have to yeah there, unfortunately this is uh, yeah the the kiwi's having issues and, and i'm su- this is uh, and i 'm surprised it didn 't get noticed at uh, um, you know when, when, when the big show earlier, but it's it something I noticed last night and and so I was yes, I was doing all of this live meanwhile i don 't think you all you all had no idea what was going on because again we the way we, the way we, the way this show is structured and the way I the way, the way i 've got it scripted out it 's any either one of us can do most of the story so it 's a uh, uh, so she was going and doing it while I was in the background doing all this and, and And, and, you know, so I was I was so, yes, I basically was uh, yeah, I basically stood up a new server for Lotus Effect chat without any, uh, you know, live during a show. So uh, but
3: that's how that's how we are. You know, uh, we joke about the fact that, you know, it's a big old shit show and it goes off the rails. But we actually do know how to be professionals up in this bitch. You know, he can be working on something. I can take the baton effortlessly and run with it and it's still a quality product that gets put out to y'all even though behind the mic it could be a dumpster fire
0: yes so mean so uh, meanwhile there is something we 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 we're asking for some help with is is uh, so dur- so our, our stream LotusEffect.stream, uh during when we're not when we're not doing our show uh we i, I have music playing right it's just a, and, it's a, and we
3: know you fine pedal heads enjoy that music we've gotten a lot of feedback about people listening throughout the day and how much they appreciate it. Uh, All hours of the day and night, Tigger's Joy has expressed that she likes listening to the stream at 2 and 3 in the morning when she needs something to keep her going while she's driving. And I'm sure there's, you know, maybe Sir Truck Driver's done the same, you know, Rev Cybertrucker, who, again, we really appreciate For his value for value, not only monetarily, but also with the cavalcade of stupidity, we truly appreciate him for that so yeah, yeah um, so, so so
0: during the off times yes i play music but i also intersperse some like bumpers right just to kind of say you're you know you're, it's,
3: it's a little breakup it, of the,
0: the music it's a little up of the music sort of station identification kind of shit exactly. right so so if you are so inclined uh you can you can record your voice uh and we can use it and we can use it as a uh as a bumper you can say whatever you whatever nice things you want to say about us um you know or or the stream or whatever uh yeah just put it in an mp3 and uh and, and send it to Show and uh uh, yeah, we. And we it's s- another
3: way you can contribute value back to us is yeah. help us with some bumpers.
0: Yes, and another way you can con, uh, uh, I, um, you, you can actually contribute a value is a call two five three two three seven three three two one. We've actually opened the phone line, so it'll. We so- have,
3: so you will get us live and. Yeah. In person. That's
0: right, and unfortunately, we have no voicemails. We have no new voicemails anyway, so I can't play any voicemails. And we talk. We actually kind of talked. Well, to
3: maybe me- we need to have people call two five three two three seven three three two one and provide us with some voicemails. Tell us. Either well, rant about something, or tell us if you
0: have something to say about the topic we're going to cover now. Uh, yeah, I right. Think that you, yeah, call in, folks, because we, we well, got- they don't
3: know what we're going to cover though.
0: Well, uh, you, you're you're going to play the clip that uh, that actually uh, that actually introduces that while we uh, and then we're gonna and then they'll know very quickly what the what the topic's going to be.
3: That's right. I will, but yeah. I was just going to remind our callers that our refire topic for the day is: Do you have a New Year's resolution? Do you even believe in making one? And if If so, what is it? Or you can weigh in on any other topic that we've had or the new thing we're doing in the new year. We are once again restructuring and revamping some shit in this particular shit show that we do. And if you want to have a rant, did something bug you over the holidays? Did that one special relative just take it just? that much too far and you had to excuse yourself so that you did not stuff the turkey leg down his neck without him chewing it did grandma just not be able to keep her shit together because she got into the eggnog do you have a rant that you just need to get off your chest 253-237-3321 we are here to be your Comedy therapists,
0: yeah, okay. something like that. Um,
3: well, we are conspiracy therapists, but we don't want to take the the uh, the glory from the pod Father and JCD, so we'll just call it comedy therapy.
0: Exactly. Now, meanwhile, I think it's uh, I think we need to get into this next to-, to the to the topic for the second half. Yeah, I think we do. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Now, um, okay, so if you've li- if you've listened to the Lotus Effect, you realize that we're we're not all we're not all in on AI, right? We 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 know no, it's, we so, hate it. Yeah, we so um and this is one of those things that's been kind of sitting in my uh, queue for a while to look at. And there's a there's a uh, uh, and I'll, and I'll read a little bit about it here. Tristan Harris and Aza a- 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 Raskin are, are are the co-founders of the Center for Humane Technology, and in the series of clips we're going to play, uh, which is which is uh, a a, a t- from a talk that they did called the AI dilemma um They discuss how existing AI capabilities already pose catastrophic risks to a functional society, how AI companies are caught in a race to deploy as quickly as possible without adequate safety measures, and what it would mean to upgrade our institutions to a post-AI world. Now, this presentation is from a private gathering in San Francisco on March 9th, 2023, so maybe maybe some stuff has even changed since then. uh, With leading technologists and decision makers with the ability to influence the future of large language model AIs. Now, the presentation was given... uh, for historical context was given before the launch of, of gpt-4 and this is a, so um we actually have uh and, and, and it's it, you know they they you know as often with these things there is a they, they they actually start with a um they actually start with this uh you know they they, they, they have a, they have a clip before they actually get into it and i think this pretty pretty much sums it up
2: 50 percent of ai researchers believe there's a 10% or greater chance that humans go extinct from our inability to control AI
0: now now the, the to, now to the credit of the of this of, of the you know the video they actually put the, the, the in in the uh you know on the video they had the actual um you know the question that was asked to 738 researchers between june and august of 2022 uh what probability do you put on the human inability to control future advanced ai systems causing human extinction or similarly permanent and severe disempowerment of the human species and that yeah you know, so i mean that's pretty much what they Asked is yeah you're, you're you're gonna be fucked yeah and and so now. The problem, of course, with all of this, and 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 is is that, um, yeah, I mean, we we probably are, and there's going to be some clips that, talk, that, that from these folks that talk about um, just exactly how fucked we are, but you know, when trying to get like normies or people that aren't that that don't know a whole lot about AI to try and understand it, um, you know, and they're they're trying to they're trying to articulate this concept of what you know what it is, right? That they're even that they're even saying is the greatest thing since sliced bread. Well, um, they talk about this thing called the rubber. Effect, so in trying to explain it to people because they can't, because people just can't get their mind around this shit.
1: It was a very curious experience that that we had trying to explain to record, reporters what was going on so this was january of last year at that point there were maybe a hundred people playing with this like new technology now there are you know 10 million people having generated over a billion images and trying to explain to reporters what was about to happen and we'd walk them through how the technology worked and that you would type in some text and it would make an image that had never been seen before and they would nod along and at the end they'd be like cool and what was the image database that you got your images from? And it was just clear that we'd like stretched their mind like a rubber band. And then because this was a brand new capability, a brand new paradigm, their minds would snap back. And it's not like dumb reporters. It's like a thing that we all experience. And even in making this presentation, mm-hmm. so many times realizing we have to expand our minds, and then we look somewhere else and it snaps back. And we just wanted to name that experience because If you're anything like us, that'll happen to your minds throughout this presentation, especially at the end when you go home. You'll be like, wait, what did we just see?
0: Yeah. So this is hard for people to conceptualize is that people understand that there's image databases, but they don't understand that. Yes, the computer can now create its own images because because the computer has been exposed to every image on the Internet. Including some stuff that I think would not be, uh, with, you know, the, 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 you know everything. And we know how good all the stuff on the internet is, and we know it's all believable and not full of shit. Um, now it's funny that I, I feel that 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 our um, that our uh, that our folks here actually that, that, that they had to put this they had to put this in to their presentation because um, you know that they, they, they because they're probably they, they, I think they might still be kind of bought in on I mean, at least it you know or at least an acknowledgement that um, you know that there is maybe some some actual benefit to this artificial stupidity that they're uh, that they're putting in.
1: Since 2017, I've been working on um, a thing called Aerospecies Project, using AI to translate uh, animal communication, decode non-human language. So there's a huge part of this stuff that, that I really love and believe in. A couple weeks ago, I made a, a Spanish tutor for myself with ChatGPT in like 15 minutes. So we're not saying, it's, it's great, it's better than Duolingo, um, <laughs> for like... Forty five minutes. Um so what we're not saying is that there aren't incredible positives that are coming out of this. That's not what we're saying.
0: Well, and that's and that but you but that's the only thing they market is the positives, right? Um Yeah,
3: they're not talking about the downside, but we're seeing a lot of the downside. Like in the case where the lawyers had Chat GPT write their um, right there, um their thing and and ultimately uh, GPT had hallucinated these court cases and they ended up getting sanctioned and we've seen other instances where uh, Chat GPT is being used to write um, articles and they're obviously AI uh, created by the language that's used and so on and so forth so. They don't talk about the downside where it hallucinates and it's racist because we've heard about how now it is making uh, choices based on biases. And again, I will state for those who missed it, remember that ChatGPT only knows what it is programmed with. It is a computer. It is not a living, thinking, functioning human being that has natural biases it is only the programmers that enter these biases in
0: or all the data that's being read in which is which is really what yeah that's that's what always puzzles me about it now um now they propose here in this whole in this whole thing that there are when new technology gets created that there there, there are three rules that kind of need to be followed and um you know at, le- and at least according to what they've done um you know, I'd say that uh, they don't know what, what's actually going on. Uh, but but let's uh, but let's talk about the new uh, you know, new technology does definitely brings new problems.
1: When you invent a new technology, you uncover a new class of responsibility. And it's not always obvious what those responsibilities are. So to give two examples, um, we didn't need the right to be forgotten to be written into law until computers could remember us forever. It's not at all obvious that uh, cheap storage would mean we'd have to invent new law. Or we didn't need the right to privacy to be written into law until mass-produced cameras came onto the market, right? And Brandeis had to, essentially from scratch, invent the right to privacy. It's not in the original constitution. And of course, to fast forward just a little bit, the attention economy, we are still in the process of figuring out how to write into law that which the attention economy and the engagement economy takes from us. So, when you invent a new technology, you uncover a new class of responsibility.
0: Yeah, they. Uh, and so, yeah, they talk. There, there was there was a bit in this in this video about the attention economy and how it's kind of driven this, this desire to to you know to engage you know to to build engagement right and to get people to get people hooked and get people to be you know continue to doom scroll and that kind of thing. Um, That's how they get.
3: It to take yeah. over.
0: Yeah. And this is, in, and this is, and in, in, unfortunately, if you've used any of the public social media platforms over the last several years, you've already dealt with AI, right? Uh, whether you know it or not. And, um, and unfortunately, this, this, uh, this dry, this has been a driving force. And this is where, where most of us have already experienced. It. And they talk about the, you know, our, sort of our first contact with AI. And then there's a, there's a second contact that comes a little bit later, but let's, but the, but the race has begun. If that technology confers power, it will
1: start a race. And if you do not coordinate, the race will end in tragedy. There's no one single player that can stop the race that ends in tragedy. And that's really what The Social Dilemma was about. And I would say that Social Dilemma and social media was
2: actually humanity's first first contact moment between humanity and AI.
0: Now, the AIs, of course, are very simple. They're just making, you know, the AI that you've probably all experienced is, you know how, you know how, when you go through, you know, maybe Facebook or Twitter or or whatever, whatever they call it now, X, um, that you get random shit in random order, right? Which is that that's called AI. That's basically saying based on what we know about you, we think this thing is going to cause you to stay on the site longer.
3: Exactly. And there's so many places and things that are using it.
0: Yeah. No kidding. And and the problem, it's
3: kind of like YouTube going, Oh, You searched for ACDC Thunderstruck. Well, here's the other music that we think you might like based on that fact.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, the problem is, is it. And and of course, this this caused problems for the for the for the for the idiots that tried to implement it going, wait a minute. We we expose people to, um, you know, I I don't know, quote unquote, conspiracy theory, conspiracy theory videos. They go down more. They go down that rabbit hole. It's like they're fucking surprised by this. I, I don't get it. But you know, there is a but. It, it, but it basically you know, there's a whole reason we like no agenda social, right? Absolutely. There's no fucking algos because yeah. Otherwise, it basically uh, ruined. Uh, you know, because Twitter was okay till the algos took over. If I can hit the button, there we go. But that
2: fairly simple technology was enough in the first contact with AI to break humanity with information overload addiction doom scrolling sexualization of kids shortened attention spans polarization fake news and breakdown of democracy and no one intended those
0: things to happen well yeah because they're just trying to get you to doom scroll right that's all that those oh, no,
3: the, those who intended it to happen are the government yeah, we understand this.
0: well of course you know i got it because i've got it because um i think we can say that uh, no, AI, AI didn't ruin social media. They did. So, you know, get hit the button here. <coughs> Bullshit. <clears throat> now, but this is, but okay. Why did they implement it? Well, exact. It's exactly because they're talking it because engage. There's there's this engagement monster, right, that they talk about, and it, and it, and and that's what's driving all of this, and that's what we're just trying to get people to engage more. That's why they That's why we got to like, share, and subscribe, and all this other shit it's important to note that maximize engagement
2: actually wasn't, it, re- it rewrote the rules of every aspect of our society because it took these other core aspects of our society into its tentacles and, st- and took them hostage. So now children's identity is held hostage by if you're you know, 18 years old and you don't have a Snapchat account or an Instagram account, you don't exist. Right. it It is held that hostage. You are socially excluded if you don't do that um, Media and journalism don't happen or can't exist outside of being on Twitter and being able to promote yourself on Twitter National security now happens through social media and information warfare politics and elections These things are now run through this engagement economy, which has infused itself and entangled itself Which is why it's now so hard to regulate
0: Yeah, and uh... And this, and this is, uh, you know, and that's, but that's what all these, you know, that's what every, all these things that they want you to spend more time on. That's why they, that's why they've tried to integrate more shit into the, into the different things. Right. It's like, we got it. we, they want you there. They want to track everything. They want to see all your eyeballs. They want to see all of this. You know, that's
3: exactly what they're doing. They're tracking your every move. And that's why there's not a, there's not an ounce of me that misses social media, because it is nothing but just this gigantic time and energy suck that we've all just kind of become accustomed to. We we just accept it as being part of our daily life. And you all have heard me have temper tantrums over the fact numerous times that you are not that fucking important, people. Nobody gives a good goddamn what you had for breakfast what you're going to have for lunch, or what the rest of your itinerary for the day is. If you are that socially inept and personally self-absorbed that you think that everybody wants to know your every move at every moment, then you be- you deserve what you get from being a social media beta test. That's all I'm saying
0: about it. Yeah, and uh, <clears throat> so now... Now they talked about something that i actually um that i actually knew from from my day job um that, that I, cuz i remember this cuz you know it's part part of my job is marketing and of course we were talking about you know we, we've been, we've been talking about it out it for a little while is in, in terms of, uh, you know, cause, because uh, we've been using it in, in certain situations, but you know, wh- wh- but I, but when they, when I, when I was listening to these guys talk about this, I'm going, no, that makes sense because what I started seeing was uh, some of what they were saying. And I started seeing some crossover in certain areas because, you know, there used to be, different areas of ai research and they'll they'll explain what it is what that what that means here but but th- that you know we, we used to talk about artificial intelligence in okay like images and um you know or maybe you know or maybe uh malware you know for certain type you know looking for certain types of malware that do certain types of things right so there you all of those things you might take a different approach to do it but and that's, you know, and that's and that's how it used to be up until recently. And I've seen it. And like I said, we, we've talked about it in our um, you know, some of the stuff or some of the stuff I've seen in the day job where they do this. And so, yeah, what they're saying here is correct is that, yeah, it used to be uh, different.
1: It used to be, you know, when I went to college, that there were many different disciplines within machine learning. Um, there's computer vision and then there's speech recognition and speech synthesis and image generation. And many of these were disciplines so different that if you were in one, you couldn't really read papers from the other. There were different textbooks. There were different uh, buildings that you'd go into. And that changed in 2017 when all of these fields started to become one.
0: Yeah. Now, what I remember in some of the stuff that we were doing, and, and um, you know, some as part of our some of some of the research, my day job has been doing is they would take something like an image, uh, you know, an, an image, um, you know, A- A- AI, right, and feed other kind of data into it and see what happens, right? So, and and and, and but the, you can kind of see the direction this was going is that yeah, you can pretty much look at anything as language, right? And so. You know, we talk about, you know, so how do how do this is all merge together? Well, we assume that everything that's being communicated, whether it is, you know, text on a page, uh, you know, the audio words I'm speaking or, uh, you know, yeah, the, yeah. Pic, you know, again, pic, uh, pictures, words, images, you know, even the tone of my voice. Well, it's all language at some level, right? Because we're attempting to convey something right in a, in a you know, with, with whatever these things. So I guess treat all the data as language, which is. Uh, uh, but that's the problem.
3: Because people have forgotten how to communicate with one another
0: on a human level.
3: Everything is technology. Everything is, oh, I want to break up with my boyfriend. Write me a breakup letter. Or, you know, it, it, it's there's a reason why when I have gatherings at our condo that I say, your technology needs to be turned off, put away. I don't care. I don't want to see it in your hand. You will interact. You're at my home. You've come to visit me. Not hang out on my couch, eat my food, and stick your face in your electronic device for untold amounts of time. Absolutely not. Hard pass. No.
0: Yeah. Now, mean, so now they've also, um, so meanwhile, I mean, I'll play this clip. That, 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 this is basically what they say is they pretty much treat, um, well, that, that's how all these different AIs uh, merge together, so to speak.
1: This sort of insight was, and if you, want to go look it up the the specific thing is called a transformers was the model that got invented it's actually very simple you can write in around 200 lines of code um is that you can start to treat absolutely everything as language
0: yes um everything is language and that makes sense and it makes it easy because then you don't have to worry about the, uh, you know, you don't, have, you don't have to worry about, uh, um, you know, it, it, trying to maybe look structure things as certain kinds of data because that's always something that, you know, that, that happened in the beginning is you have to, but you know, when you have to, to feed an artificial intelligence uh, algorithm, you have to, you have to feed it data structured in a certain way so it can consume it and, and 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 understand what you know what what's what right and the the data gets a, uh, you know, and that's and, and that's uh, that's what uh, you know, but but this is but this is where things get interesting because you now they 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 decided to say, okay, they could they could they did brain scans on people while viewing things and they had the AI reconstruct what the person was seeing based on fMRI data and it works for videos, right? So you can kind of see, you know, as you, you can act, so a computer can can see what your brain is doing, right? And based on and based on that, so that so it so it can, you know, so it, it, the correlation of what it's you know, what you're seeing versus what the uh what your brain is doing, right? You can actually, you, you, you look at that enough times, right? Then you can actually, um, with, 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 a, with a high amount of accuracy, you can just look at somebody's fMRI at a particular point in time. And you can see what they're looking at, which is really fucking scary when you get right down to it. But, uh, and this is even, this is even worse, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, things to be scared about.
1: So here they did roughly, this, it's a different lab, but roughly the same idea. They had people watch these videos and would try to reconstruct their inner monologue. Um, so here's the video. Is this woman getting hit in the back, getting knocked forward, okay? And then what would the AI reconstruct? I see a girl that looks just like me, get hit on the back, and then she's knocked off also really important to note here you know go back to that first law of technology you invented technology you uncover a new responsibility we don't have any laws or ways of talking about the right to what you're thinking about we haven't needed to protect that before
0: yeah and 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 so yeah i mean that's that's kind of a scary thing when you when you start questioning whether you have the right to your own thoughts i mean that's fucking scary
3: May I interject? Orwell, 1984.
0: Of course. Yeah. So um, now to take it a step further, right, we talk this is this is I mean, I don't even want to think about the number of Wi-Fi devices that are currently just in this room. Right. But you would know, talk about, um, you know, looking at things through a couple of different lenses. Right. But um, here, listen to what they're able to do based on, uh, well, looking at Wi-Fi signals, uh, plus some, uh, you know, pl- add some artificial intelligence and holy shit.
2: Um, Another language you could think about is Wi-Fi radio signals. (laughs) So in this room right now, there's a bunch of radio signals that are echoing about, and that's a kind of language that's being spit out, right? Right. And um, there's also another language that we could put a camera in this room, and we could see that there's people. And there's some algorithms already for like, looking at the people and the positions that they're in. So imagine you hook up to an AI, sort of just like you have two eyeballs, and you, can have, you sort of do stereoscopic vision between the two eyeballs. You have one eyeball looking at the images of where everybody's at in this room. How many people are here? What posture are they in? And you have another eyeball plugged into the AI that's looking at the radio signals of the Wi-Fi. And they basically said, could we have it trained a bunch looking at both, and counting the number of people, the postures that they're in. And then we close the eyeball to the AI that's looking at the image. So now we just have the radio signals. And just having Wi-Fi radio signals, you can actually identify the positions and the number of the people that are in the room.
0: Now, the slides that they were showing while they while they did this showed that, I mean, it, it gave you it gave you a general idea that the person was standing there and was positioned the way that uh, a suggestion. Now, it wasn't showing you what the person looked like or whatever, but, you know, it's... it's it's pretty scary what's possible. You expose it to enough data, and then, you know, we're we're now getting these images. We're now getting these AI agents. You know, they're adding it to every fucking thing, right? So, you know, it's going to be kind of scary as to what the, what insights they're going to get. And it, it's just, I'm I'm kind of frightened about it. Now, this is also. Um, now, we also know about this, too. And so, um, yeah, we talk about, uh, you know, the, of course, we talk about capabilities. And one of the things, you know, we talk, we talk about deep fakes and that kind of thing. And there's a lot of, um, you know, and, and now it's really easy to create these things thanks to AI. New
1: technology really out in the last three months um, lets you listen to just three seconds of somebody's voice and then continue speaking in their voice. So example, it'll start with the real. And then at that dotted line, it'll switch to the computer auto-completing the voice.
3: of people are, in nine cases out of ten, mere spectacle reflections of the
1: actuality of things, but they are impressions. You, you, you can't
0: tell, right? Well, I can actually tell where it switched, but that's just me. Um, but uh, it, but it, but you from, are
3: the Waldo finder.
0: Yes, I am because it looked because like, it sounded like just from that little clip that they that something changed. Right now, it wasn't. Play it again. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play this one more time if I can actually hit it again?
1: New technology, really out in the last three months, um, lets you listen to just three seconds of somebody's voice and then continue speaking in their voice. So example, it'll start with the real, and then at that dotted line, it'll switch to the computer auto-completing the voice.
3: In terms ...of people are, in nine cases out of
1: 10, mere spectacle reflections of the actuality of things. But they are impressions.
0: You, you, you can't tell. Yes,
3: you can. The background noise went away.
0: Yeah, well, that's... Yeah, so... Yeah. The okay. So you you actually had said something. Yes. Yeah, so the back, that wasn't. I wasn't quite thinking of the background noise, but at the same time, the ta- background noise went away. Well, it's, it's cleaner. Yeah, exactly. But I, that wasn't. I w- I didn't actually have figured out that that was what it was. But that is something. But it, it just feels like it. Cha- it just something. Something about it just feels like it changed at, at a certain point, and I could and I could almost feel it. Right. It was kind of a. Um, it, it, and it's almost like it went on a different track completely too. Right. So, um, <clears throat> but. You know, what are the implications of this? Right. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to, you know, part of what we do sometimes is is, is part of our, you know, as part of the, you know, the, the ensuring that only the right people can do or only certain people can do certain things. Right. You have to know who you're talking to. And when when we can when when uh, AI can basically recreate your voice and recreate and maybe even recreate you visually in a video, how do you know you're, who you're talking to?
1: All content based verification breaks this year. You do not know who you're talking to whether via audio or via video.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's kind of scary, isn't it? I mean... It's extremely
3: scary, and it makes you wonder what the ramifications will be when it comes to, like, evidentiary shit.
0: Yeah, well, I think this pretty... And this pretty much breaks... This breaks humanity right here. Our friend Yuval Harari, when we were talking
1: to him about this, uh, called it this way. He said, what nukes are to the physical world, AI is to the virtual and symbolic world. And what he meant by that was that everything humans beings do runs on top of language, right? Our laws are language. Uh, The idea of a nation state, the fact that we can have nation states is based on our ability to speak language. Religions are language. Friendships and relationships are based off of language. So what happens when you have, for the very first time, non-humans being able to create persuasive narrative, that ends up being like a zero-day vulnerability for the operating system of humanity.
0: Yeah, I mean, when something non-human can create things that look human enough, yeah, I mean, I don't know what we don't know. I mean, do you have any fucking idea what, the what, you know, it's like, how, it's like, what do we how do They're we,
3: attempting to take over.
0: No, yes. And they're trying to get us all, uh, uh, it's all killed. Now this exactly. is, okay. Now this is, the, this is probably one of the scariest things, right. With these particular algos that, right. That we're, that are being, by the way, being implemented at, at a high speed. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're being pushed out, like, You know, when when chat GPT came out, of course, you know, Bing and Google had to do their own AI stuff. So they're pushing this out as quickly as possible. Um, It's kind of scary when these things uh, hallucinate and they can't explain why.
2: Paradigmatically, you have to understand what's different about this new class of Gollum
1: generative large language model AIs. This is one of the really surprising things talking to the experts because they will say, these models have capabilities we do not understand. How they show up, when they show up, or why they show up.
0: Oh, that's pretty scary, right? So there's yeah these these emergent uh, properties in these in these algos that do things that they weren't weren't planned, right? And so if you're trying to create, you know, um, by the way, I've got a clip a little bit later. I think that kind of a, that, that because of that, I think that there, there's a very obvious uh, thing, but. Uh, you know, so for example, right, this is, uh, here's, here's an example. They talk about the fact that chat GPT can, uh, can do research level chemistry, I guess. Uh, just, you know, it wasn't even something, you know, they just fed it the, the, the content of the internet and well, this is what happened.
1: If you go and play with chat GPT right now, um, it turns out it is better at doing research chemistry than many of the AIs that were specifically trained for doing research chemistry. So if you wanna know how to go to Home Depot and from that create nerve gas, it turns out we just shipped that ability to over hundred million people. And we didn't know. It was also something that was
2: just in the model, but people found out later after it was shipped that it had research-grade chemistry
1: knowledge. And as we've talked to a number of AI researchers, what they tell us is that there is no way to know. We do not have the technology to know what else is in these models.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah, I mean, that's that's really scary. Now, of course, now this this next one, this actually really bothers me, and I'll, and I'll have to explain it after I play it. But, you know, so often, uh, you know, artificial intelligence engines are... Are uh, you know are fed training data because they have to know what's what, right? And so you have to feed it. You have to feed its uh, data so it knows what's what. Um, the problem is, is that now that you know the, this is set up so the AI can basically train itself. But uh, I don't know that that's a good thing.
1: We have just crossed a very important threshold, which is that these golem class AIs uh, can make themselves stronger. Um, so here's the question: How do you feed your golem if you run out of data? Um, four months ago first paper that showed okay you've run out of data well but i have a model that can generate language so why don't i just use the model to generate more language to train on and it turned out that didn't work very well but four months ago this group of researchers figured it out so it spits out a whole bunch of data it looks at the data figures out which ones actually make it better and then uses those to train and then it can just like do that auto recursively so so it has like a test
2: like hey here's this test of a performance on an accuracy score and then it starts generating its own training data and figures out which kind of training data that i generate for myself because it's a generative ai actually makes me better at passing this test so it's able to create its own training data to make it pass tests better and better and better
1: so everything we've talked about so far is like on the exponential curve this as this starts really coming online is going to get us into a double exponential curve
0: now here's what here's what frightens me about this thinking thinking about this right that <clears throat> They're getting better, better at passing a test. Well, how? Uh, does, who is asking the question? Is that the right test to pass? Right? Is is it? You know, because you know they're saying, okay, we 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 because we, we 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 can create all the training data we want, assuming you know if we think our assumptions are correct, if we if we think they're correct, but if they're not actually correct, you know, all you're doing is reinforcing the bad uh, you know or reinforcing a bad outcome. I mean, so I'm not sure this is a great thing. I, re- I really don't think so. But um, no. But again. Um, you know we're all now coming into contact with AI and, and, and you know we, we've all kind of encountered it in social media, but uh, you know now we're talking about the second contact of, uh, of AI that we start dealing with these chat GPT things and such
2: If only a relatively simple technology of social media with a relatively small misalignment with society could cause those things, second contact with AI that's not even optimizing for anything particularly just the capacities and the capabilities that are being embedded in entrenched society enable automated exploitation of code and cyber weapons, exponential blackmail and revenge porn, automated fake religions that I can target the extremists in your population and give you automated perfectly perf- personalized narratives to make the extreme even more Antifa, even more QAnon, you know, whatever thing that you you know happens to to land in you, uh, exponential scams, reality collapse. These are the kinds of things that come from if you just deploy these capacities and these capabilities directly into society.
0: Which is exactly what they're doing now. But I think it's uh, I think it's I think it's really obvious where this is going. Right. Is that, you know, because because obviously they're trying to get they're, they're, the thugs in charge are trying to get us all to uh, agree to their their bullshit demands. Of course they are. And well, I think, uh, you know, an AI is definitely a possible solution to that. You guys know
1: the general conceit of AlphaGo, which is that um, you have the AI play itself in Go 44 million times in a couple of hours, and in so doing, it becomes better than any known human player. It turns out a a lot of AI is now based on this kind of self-play idea. Well, here's a new game. You're given a secret topic. I'm given a secret topic. I'm trained to get you to say positive things about my topic. You're doing the same. Whoever gets the other person to do it most wins. Well, to do that, I have to model what you're trying to get me to say, and I have to figure out how to persuade you to say what I want to say. This is not alpha go. This is alpha persuade. And this is completely possible with today's technology. And in so doing, it will become better than any known human at persuasion. This is really terrifying stuff.
0: Yes, it is truly terrifying stuff. Now, how is an I was an AI Gollum? I think it is a, uh, I, I think there, there's an acronym that they came up with GLLMN, so generative large uh, you know large language uh, you know model or something I can't remember what the what what it, what it all stood for, but um <clears throat> so but yes, and and the Golem is also yeah, the ultimate revenge weapon of the Hebrews. Yes. I, I yeah, I do remember something about that. So it is interesting that they've that they've kind of used that name for it, but it, the, the the acronyms almost work out well enough that it probably does work. Um so but what's driving all of these, uh, the deployment of this is very quickly, it goes back to that thing that, um, that basically ruins social media.
1: In the engagement economy, it was the race to the bottom of the brainstem. In sort of second contact, it'll be race to intimacy. Whichever agent, whichever you know, chatbot, gets to have that primary intimate relationship in your life, wins. So that's where Alpha Persuade will get deployed. That's where like Alpha Flirt will get deployed. Um, it'll be very effective.
0: Yeah, because you know people don't know how to interact, and then you know they're and they're looking for.
3: No, they leader. have no social skills anymore. Yeah. It, it really has just taken it. AI has really taken. Social skills away from people. It's kind of a use it or lose it situation.
0: Yeah. So um, <clears throat> now the here's the thing about trying to to try and do um come to terms with this. I I, I was kind of surprised because I because I'd gotten through most of the video by this point, and so this was near this was near the end, and 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 i I I think I've talked to you about this movie that they're going to talk about. This is this is a made for TV movie that 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 exposed every that exposed a uh, a large number of people to, you know, the possible dangers of a nuclear war with uh, Russia back in the 80s, right? And uh it's quite a uh it's quite a thing here um that uh, that they that they actually mentioned this and it's like that, so but it helped pe- but it, but because that existed it it gave people a way to rationalize uh, you know, this and hopeful and and maybe you know try to uh, uh go a different way with it
2: but there are also other moments where humanity faced um an existential challenge and looked face to face in the mirror how many people here are aware of the film the day after okay about half of you it was the largest watched made for tv film in all of human history um it was about um the prospect of nuclear war which again was a kind of abstract thing that people didn't really want to think about and let's repress it and not talk about it and it's really hard. But they basically said, we need to get the United States and Russia and its citizen populations to see what would happen in that situation. And they aired this, it was the largest made for TV film, 100 million Americans saw it. Two, three years, four years later in 1987, they aired it to, um, to all Russians. And it helped lead to a shared understanding of the fate that we move into If we go to full scale nuclear war.
0: Yeah. And I think now we had that. And I think that, you know, that helped with some of the nuclear de-escalation. But I don't think we have this, you know, I don't know. I I don't know that who's going to come up with the AI takes over and, you know, shows everybody just how bad it actually is. And it might make some change. I don't know. I I don't. Of course, I mean, this is this. There's some there's some real, uh, you know, with with this, it's it's, you know, that that we that I don't know how we're going to get it you know people on the same page is yeah, you know, cuz everybody's it's all it's going
3: to take something catastrophic
0: yeah so unfortunately it uh, might happen the, you know before we have a, like a day after movie to show what's going to happen that that um you know
3: i'm voting for an emp i'm just saying
0: yeah exactly well um <clears throat> now this was a this is the kicker of all of this that, this should tell you everything you need to know about whether these do uh, love a kicker yeah that i think this is i think this is and this is the this is the last clip i have to play on this
2: the Chinese government considers these large language models actually
1: unsafe because they can't control them.
2: They don't ship them uh, publicly to their, to their own population.
1: Yeah. They, they quite literally do not trust they can't get their golems to not talk about Tiananmen Square. In the same way that Snapchat is unable to get their chat GPT, their golem, to not be persuaded into grooming a child.
0: Yeah, and and this and and that's yeah the grooming a child thing yeah because they cause they have this I didn't pull the clip for this but they have an example um, they had a, they they were talking about this in the in the in the in the video and there's we'll have a link to the video that you can go watch the whole thing it's about a little over an hour um, but they show this where where like Snapchat is basically like. Showing, you know, they put some snap. They put some thing in Snapchat to kind of help people. And uh, what did they do? They actually, uh, you know, they, 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 the AI basically groomed the child and tell them what, you know, kind of tell them what to expect and do all the, you know, the candles and all the other stuff, you know, to, to, to you know make it look like, you know, make it look like it was something that they wanted to do. But uh, you know, whether they should is a separate question. You know,
3: the, again, I I hate to be shameless in my plug, but this again goes back to. Coffee and Chronic, Monday morning, 7 a.m. Listen to what we've been talking about with Kathy O'Brien and the MKUltra, the indoctrination and brainwashing of our children, the nefariousness that our government is perpetrating against our children. It, it's all in there, folks, and it's all on display. We are We are putting it into the sunlight. We are giving it a voice.
0: Yeah, so now for all a lot of this, it doesn't tell me anything that I didn't. That, that, you know, nothing was new under the sun when I got this. I mean, some of these, like I said, that they, you know, there's a bunch. Of, they 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 go into some of this stuff in a little more detail in the in the video, and they and they did a podcast about it, and then they're you know they're trying to sort of say, you know, this technology has got some great applications, but it, it you know it, it can be it's being it could definitely has some capabilities that uh, could mislead us all, and you know and make us uh, you know and I mean think about all the ways that they could nudge people with stuff i mean it's it's really kind of scary and I, I, I mean i wish i could um you know I, I wish we could roll this thing back the problem is everybody's doing it now and and there's no getting around it and how do you know you're dealing with real things that's i think i'm I think i'm but you're better off going to a meetup and going to meeting people um that kind of thing but uh,
3: you mean actual
0: human interaction yes yeah, so actual. Uh,
1: i am serious and don't call me
0: Shirley. Yes. No. Uh, but meanwhile, I think uh, I think we've cons- Is there anything more we want to say about this topic? I think we've.
3: No, I think we have effect um, effectively covered the information that we were hoping to impart to the wonderful pedal heads. and yes. I think it's time to talk about mm-hmm. these people. You all are a bunch of fucking
0: degenerates. This next story. That dildo is not right. Yeah. So, uh, meanwhile, there there are a number of new laws that will kick in in twenty twenty four. But one of the most interesting fights is likely over the new California law requiring stores with more than five hundred employees to carry gender neutral toys or face state fines. Wait, (coughs) I'm sorry. Aren't old toys
3: technically gender neutral?
0: Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, the uh, the the, lo- the law signed by government. Hey y'all, we're you know the law se- signed by government governor Gavin Newsom, Gavin fucking Newsom in 2021 is likely to trigger free speech challenges. The law covers childcare items, which is defined as any product designed or intended by the manufacturer to facilitate sleep, relaxation, or the feeding of children, or to help children with sucking or teething. Now the requirements of a gender-neutral section could be opposed by businesses on religious or other grounds. Notably, this applies to relatively large businesses. In the past, companies like Target have boycotted for selling tuck-friendly items uh, opposed to by some consumers. Now, while there's likely to be a backlash, these companies can argue that they are merely following the law rather than pursuing war- woke corporate-, corporate policies. Instead, they're... Okay. Yeah,
3: and, and it's not obvious. <coughs> Bullshit! Bullshit. No, nah, not at all.
0: Yeah, now um okay, this last story is uh, It's a doozy. What happened? Someone set up a Bond. Now, I had to I had to show Phoenix that classic meme. Yes she did not she did not know the, the fact that the zero wing uh, yeah the, the really bad uh, the really bad English uh, uh, translation in the video game there and it became a meme all your base or belong to us now now what, what but this isn't funny though the New England Express reports on an incident that happened on Tuesday December 26 2023 that involves a man who was traveling on spice jet flight SG 8536 from Delhi to Bangalore he arrived at the airport at around nine twenty a.m exited the aircraft and proceeded into the arrivals hall however at that point he realized that he had left his wallet on the plane so he called up SpiceJet's jets call center at 10 16 a.m in hopes of having the wallet recovered before the aircraft continued on its next flight the traveler sensed that the that the urgency of the situation wasn't being taken uh seriously so he took it to the next level by claiming there was a bomb in his wallet oh my god this is fucking stupid what yes airport police what an idiot were alerted to the situation and then was then escalated to the Special Bomb Det- Detection Assessment Committee. They assessed the threat to be a hoax, so no major action needed to be taken. Now, Spice Jet staff did manage to locate the wallet inside the aircraft at 10.59 a.m. However, rather than being reunited with his wallet, the traveler was instead arrested by police. He's now been charged with public mischief and criminal intimidation by an anonymous communication.
3: Yes, I, you know you, what up. The- yeah. This d- guy's an idiot.
0: Yes, so I think we're, are we. I think we got a little done a little faster than I thought here. But uh, no, but anyway, yeah, it's uh,
3: not an issue. I'm, I'm kind of proud of you. Yeah,
0: I got. I got to. Yeah, but I've. But that means I've got to go to the. I've got to go down here and find the. Uh, this one we need so to- fucking over this. I've fucking enjoyed every minute of it. We need to do it the right way, you know. Yeah, exactly. We got to do it with the, in the end. So, um, so anyway, we uh, we're, we're we're we are done uh, here, and so we, we, the the show ends, and it ends something like this. Jordan fades back, swoosh, and that's the game. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're
2: cool, and fuck you. I'm out.
1: You're still here. It's over. Go home. Go.
2: Fucking embarrassing!
3: Fucking A, let's quit the swearing.